I'm Lauren. And I'm Ashley. And this, guys, is Nip Tuck Pod. We are your girl chat. We say the things you want to hear, the things that you're thinking but you don't want to say out loud. And we're all about being strong, aspirational women who basically don't give a... Uh, Lauren, anyway, if you want unfiltered chat, amazing beauty and product recommendations, then look no further, guys. This is the podcast where you will get all of the girly chat. Hello everybody and welcome back to part two of Vicky Patterson The Secret 2. This week I'm joined by the one and only Lala. Let me explain on Instagram. If you're not following her, you really should be. If you're I just feel like once I found out about you, Lala, I was like, I'm so pleased somebody like this exists because you talk about things not only in a really relatable way, um, because I often feel like especially when I was younger, if there was anybody giving like relationship advice, I felt like there were old fuddy-duddies or talking about stuff I couldn't really like relate to. But I feel like the stuff you're saying, even when I said on Instagram, you are coming and I got people writing in, I thought, yeah, my mate's going through that. I want to know what Lala's got to say about that. I felt like the way way you give information is just, it's really important and relatable. Thank you. I really appreciate that. You're welcome, mate. And I just want to dive straight in because... So my mates are split in two different camps and I reckon you'll probably get this as well. So half of them settled down in their 20s and some of them now still happily married with kids like they're having the best time they've found the right person. But some of them now are going through divorces and I feel like they're struggling to get back out there. They're learning, having to learn about themselves again as a woman in the 30s or 40s who's now single, which I think is a difficult thing to wrap your head around. Um, I think society views like women who are single in their late 30s and 40s differently to how it views men who are single in their 30s and 40s. So I think that's like a whole new thing you have to learn. Um, and then also I had the second camp who were like, oh, you know, I'm going to wait. I'm doing me. I'm like traveling and putting my career first. Um, and now those lasses are looking to settle down and feeling the pressures of being like, oh, shit, I've got no kids and I'm mid 30s. So I don't know. I just I do kind of feel like women get a bit of a raw deal. And it's so nice that there's somebody like you who's helping us navigate. So I wanted to dive straight in because there's loads of questions. So here we go. Um, I've been dating someone for a year and not met his friends. I've only met his mum, nor their family. Is that a red flag? I would I would say I feel like it kind of is. But then I suppose it's specific to it's every every situation is different, right? Well, we need to know more, I think, because there can be red flags for different things, right? So a red flag that you need to run from that would suggest that the person is abusive is different to a red flag that might suggest that the person is seeing other people or married or whatever. Um, And there's levels of severity of red flags, clearly, based on what you've just said. There's pink and red. So any red flag that might suggest domestic abuse is going to be a red flag. And if it suggests he's married, it's a red flag. But for example, you might get pink flags. So this might, we might call this a pink flag, what she's having here, because there's the balance. So so the missing, they've been together or seeing each other, does it say? Relationship or? Dating. Dating. Dating for a year. Yeah. Not even in a relationship. Nah, that's the word she's used, dating. Mm, So I think there's a few pink flags here. I think meeting his mum, you would tend to feel reassured by that because you would expect that most mums aren't fucking big massive bitches who would support their sons in their cheating endeavours but that's just not the case there are loads of mums who do that shit 
there are absolutely loads of mums who support their fucking sons in their fuckboy, fuck, fuck buggery. Um, <laughs> and so, so we don't know. So, so meeting the mum doesn't necessarily mean, yeah, that's safe. He's definitely, you're the only person he's seeing. But you know, something like this, she needs to communicate. She needs to say to him, what's going on? I need to meet your friends. And also I'd want to know, has he met her friends? And does he even have friends? Like, does some people don't have a big, massive social circle. Some people have one or two best friends that they met in school or uni or whatever, and that's that. Um, so he may, he may not even have friends. But but if he is someone who's really social and he's meeting up with his friends most weekends or throughout the week and he's posting loads on socials and he's going on holidays with them and stuff, and you're not being included in that, then I would say that that is probably more than a pink flag because or or it's showing you where you stand in his life and that perhaps he's not taking you seriously or not wanting to include you in his life in that way because why why isn't he mixing the two? And people have a right to not mix the two if you're just dating. But if you're in a relationship, you would expect your worlds to merge a little bit more. So I think it's this is one way you're actually you need to really look at. What is this? What's he giving you? Are you dating? Is this a situationship? Is this a relationship? And ask him, why aren't I meeting your friends? See what the answer is. Set boundaries. If that's really important to you that you want to meet his friends, set your fucking boundaries. And if he's not meeting that, then go. It's so important like, to have honest communication, isn't it, mate? Like, that's what it feels like she needs to do here. You're, like, that's what you're saying, isn't it? Just ask him the question. And it can feel scary, though. You know, when you've been single for ages or, like, you really like someone and you're like, oh, God, if I ask them this question, are they going to shout at me or run away or blah, blah, whatever? I get it. I feel like I used to do that in my 20s. I would avoid asking the hard questions because yeah. I was scared of, of, of upsetting the fella, you know? Exactly that. And, and I always think that, because I've had that many times like I really I really want to know is he seeing anyone else so I really want to know what are we but I'm scared that if I ask him it's going to put him off and he's going to run well that's your answer if you're if this is so fragile that you asking this question about your worth or like what you deserve or what you're setting your boundaries and that is going to make them run they were never right for you in the first place they were never going to be more than whatever it is you've got right now ask the question if they run fantastic you did yourself a favor yeah, he, he showed what he was made of. Yeah. yeah. And we want strong men, do you know what I mean? We want, like, nice men who are, like, capable of dealing with how 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 strong and how many feelings we have. So, yeah, you want someone who's going to be okay with the conversations. Oh, I love love that answer. I feel like you've really helped out there. Right, next one. My... F- oh, I feel like this is a bit of a spicy one, if I'm honest. Um, Should I be jealous that my boyfriend follows loads of girls slash Insta models on Instagram? He even likes all their pics, but not mine. He even posts love hearts and fire emojis. I'm sorry, I would set him on fire. And I know you're going to hate me for saying that because it's so toxic. But I'm honestly fuming just reading this for her. Well, no, I just, I'm more than fuming. What I think is like, ugh, have you not got the ick at this moment? I feel sick. Why is your boyfriend humiliating himself like a little fucking begging? Ah, that's so embarrassing. Your boyfriend is embarrassing. You shouldn't be sitting here feeling jealous of this embarrassing fucking man. Like, (laughs) these Instagram models are not thinking, wow, look at this really cool guy who's leaving thirst thirsty emojis they're thinking oh just another fucking saddo like no uh stop it and again this is something that you need to talk about with him because you need to think about did you bring insecurity to this relationship are you somebody who would be anxious regardless no matter how secure they're making you feel 
Or would you be bringing that level of, ah, I don't like him, you know, even looking at other women? If so, that's something that you need to work on, you need to repair, you need to deal with. Or is it his behaviour making you feel insecure? Is he not letting, you know, because if you're feeling completely secure, completely loved, completely that you trust this man, and then he's behaving like a fucking twat on Instagram with these, like, liking Kim Kardashian's pics, you kind of don't care. You just think, my man's being a bit embarrassing, but I know that he's got me. But actually, if you're feeling that vulnerability and you're not entirely certain of these things, then him behaving like that actually just contributes to that. That's a bigger conversation, isn't it? Do you know what, babe? It's so interesting you say that because I always thought I was a jealous person and I always used to describe myself as like, oh, I'm really jealous. Like, I'm, I'm you know, I'm a... And like I'm a psycho that is how I used to describe myself and actually when I got with Erkan who was by far the most in my opinion handsome desirable person I've ever gone out with like he has a public platform outside of me like I have every reason if I was going to be like a nutcase jealous person to be jealous over him you know younger than us fucking all these things Erkan has never I have never once felt jealous in our relationship in a really good way and I've realized it's because he makes us feel secure and all of the other people probably weren't help like and I know it's not for all the responsibilities not completely on them but like he never likes other girls pictures you know he never makes us feel he just we just are really I suppose we, we tell each other all the time, like, I love you, you look great. Even when, like, when my old boyfriends used to go out, I used to sit watching my phone, being like, why aren't the home yet? What time is it? Who's he with? Blah, blah, blah. All these things. And I would cry and shout when they came in because I was a bag of nerves. And it wasn't because I was jealous. It was because they wouldn't text us back. Mm. Or they would, like, say they were coming home for 12 and come home at 4 in the morning. Like, it was all these things that attributed to me being, like a coiled spring so when they did come in that energy had to go somewhere whereas like I get mm-hmm. messages off Erkan the whole night like oh we've gone to a club it looks like and I'll be like have a fucking good time son like the door like I've left the key in my spot and don't wake the dogs up and I'll see you in the morning can't wait to hear about it you deserve this babe like and he sends us pictures of him and the lads and I just feel like I'm kind of on their night out a little bit and like you know when I go out he does the same like yes babe tell everybody I said hello and I don't know I just finally feel like I'm getting the security from a man, from a relationship that I've always craved. So, yes, Mm. I know he's lush. And absolutely, there's going to be birds on a night out who are like, hey, it's such a nice bit of kit. If they didn't, I'd worry. And that doesn't bother us in the slightest, Lala. I'm actually like, fucking go and have a good time, son. Because I know, like, he's transparent and I'm getting... I'm getting every bit of him when I come home and I don't know, mate, like, I didn't know that, you know. Like, I absolutely thought it was me. I thought I was a nutter. Mm, it is really important to 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 think about that. And, or, you know, the other thing is to look at their reaction. So, so back to the, the actual question where she's like, ah, they're liking things and whatever. You know, if you say to him, if you say to a bloke, oh, like, you're liking these pictures and it just makes me feel weird. Gaslight, and they're like, you're yeah. fucking crazy. Like, Instagram, what are you? You're actually, are you a child? Like, you're actually bothered about likes on Instagram. Then again, that can contribute to your feelings of like, ah, actually, fuck, this is me. This is not him. So again, communication, like you can raise that. You can say, I feel insecure about this. And actually, it can be silly to be insecure about like them liking Kim Kardashian or Vicky Patterson because they've got, they stand no fucking chance. You know, that like, it doesn't matter if your man is thirst trap, you know, hi, in some hot woman's comments who lives in America and has 14 million 
uh, followers. But it does matter if that woman goes to your gym or his gym or she lives down the road. Because to me, as immature as this sounds, I wouldn't... Well, it is because A, it's public and B, you know, if your man was running up to this woman as she was leaving the gym and going, heart eyes, you look really great. I'd be like, what? You don't need to announce that to her. So why are you doing that on Instagram? You don't need to tell her, right? What are you doing? And some people may say that's immature. I don't give a shit. I'm 41 years old. Maybe I'll never mature. I don't care. Um, There are some things that are rude and disrespectful and how he deals with that, how he responds to the communication about it will really tell you a lot. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. So I'm going to ask you this one. Trying to get over a guy I dated for almost a year, what constructive steps should I take to move on? Getting over people's hard, mate. Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's really hard. And, you know, the the old myth of, like, time is the greatest healer is, well, you know, it's half true. It's half true because time time does heal. It does heal. But not. it will never heal you if you don't actually push it along and work along along with it. If you, if you just go, oh, time's going to heal me, then you'll sit there for five years and nothing will change. Time plus you doing the work. And, and the work can be whatever. The work can be going to therapy and finding out more about your attachment style um, and finding out more about why and how you approach relationships in the way that you do. Um, You know, when did she say, so she split up with him a year ago or they were dating for a year? They've been dating for almost a year. I think it's pretty fresh. Yeah. And they've just split up. So it's just recent. Right. Straight away post breakup, it is really about speaking about it, getting your little support network around you. Who are your great friends that you can really talk this over with and check in with your friends? Because actually there can become a point where you can become a bit like, "Ah, I just want to speak about my breakup again. And actually that person's grandma is dying or, or, or whatever, you know? Check in, say, have you got space for me to just do this for an hour or half an hour? I just want to talk about why he doesn't love me Um, and talk about it. Talk it out, process it. Good to do that with a therapist as well if you can, but great to do that with your mates. And do the whole self-care thing. Um, Really look after yourself. Drink loads of water. Go to the gym. I know these things sound really basic, but actually they really will help you. You know, being hydrated helps you to tackle your life and your day in a much healthier way. Going to the gym, or if you can't go to the gym, have a walk, have a run, dance around your living room. The endorphins that that raises in you will help you to deal with this situation um, a lot better. And don't try to shy away from being fucked up for a little while about it you know there's often times where we can be crying and think I shouldn't feel like this it was only a year I'm ashamed of 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 still three weeks later being on the floor be on the floor cry it out smash plates eat tubs of ice cream do all that shit give yourself that grieving period because it is a loss 
It's a loss. It's like a bereavement. You know, you're grieving the end of that relationship. You're facing something new, which will probably be much more exciting and better. But at the moment, it seems scary. Give yourself that grace. Allow yourself to feel it and then give yourself a point. You know, how, how, where is my boundary? Because I'm, I'm going to just be fucked up for a week now. I'm going to eat all the ice cream. I'm going to cry all the tears. And then I'm going to actually start to um, make a concerted effort to just get on with life. And journaling is also really helpful because journaling, if you can just sit at the end of each day, write down your thoughts, write down how you've been feeling, maybe even write down things that triggered you that day. So if you were out shopping and you suddenly burst into tears because of him, why was that? Was it because your song came on in Sainsbury's? Cool, listen to the song, play the song, play it until there's no, you've rinsed it and there is not even any men meaning attached to it you know but it will be fine and you there are people who leave 25 year marriages and they get on with it and they meet new people and they have a next happy life and relationship so you will be fine I would say to anyone who was jumping back into dating straight away for the very reason that they want to you know revenge for their ex like if you're dating because it's like I want to show him or her, that I can get somebody straight away. I want to show them my glow up. Um, or if you're doing it because you just cannot bear to be on your own, you are so codependent that time without somebody giving you attention is making you feel completely unvalidated, then there are reasons why it might be better for you to have that little break, have that piece of therapy, uh, and then go back on the dating scene. Because especially as women, we can be vulnerable. Um, And if you are jumping out into the dating scene as a fragile broken person who is just so in their fucking head and is is, is, is really depressed and sad, then actually that can make you a bit more vulnerable to shitty people and to shitty things. But also, on the other hand, I would say that you probably know yourself and you probably know, am I jumping into dating for really unhealthy reasons or have I just happened to meet a really great person? And you can meet really great people three days after breaking up with someone else. And actually, life is all about having and making all these, these like new different connections. Um, and and I, I think it's Esther Perel. I, I heard her say it on a podcast recently. Esther Perel is amazing, best relationship um, speaker and counselor and person who who I've ever heard. And she was saying the same thing. Like you, you know, people are often like, "Oh, ju- don't jump back on the dating horse for a while until you're fully healed." But actually, how do you then know if you've ever healed? Actually, sometimes it is trial and error. Um, And what's kind of the worst thing that can happen? You can get a bit hurt. You have to heal again. But actually, you you can get to know yourself better by going, actually, I'm going to date. And then I can figure out a bit more about where I'm at just from how I'm interacting and relating to other people. So, yeah, I I agree with you. I don't think it's a bad thing, especially three or four months later after a a year-long relationship or whatever. Fucking go with what feels best to you. Just don't put yourself in situations that you think that you are never going to fucking recover from, you know? Thank you so much for all of that great advice. I'm sure everybody listening has got something from it. But if you've just wet people's whistle and they're thinking, fucking hell, she is the font of all relationship knowledge. I absolutely love her. Like, don't fear, guys, because you've got a new podcast coming out, haven't you, lass? Yeah. Ah! Yes, I have. It's coming out in July. They can subscribe from the 10th of July and then the first episode is coming out on the 17th of July and it'll be three times a week Mondays Wednesdays and Fridays fucking hell babe that's a commitment I know you can never get rid (laughs) of me 
Um, so it's called It's Not You, It's Them, But It Might Be You. Love the title. Love the title. Tell me what it's about. Uh, so it'll be three times a week. On a Monday, I'll be doing much like this. People can send in their questions and I will answer them. Um, I On a Wednesday, I'll be doing like hot takes, I guess, and reactions to news stories. Uh, and then Fridays, we'll be doing uh, a bit of like ick stories, fuckboy replies, Friday night reminders, where I remind you to like not shave your legs unless you know he's definitely coming and think about his sweaty bum crack on your sheets before you invite someone around for a casual thing. Will you still want him around if you imagine that? Probably not. Uh, and I'll also have guests and stuff. So I would love you to come and answer some dating questions uh, at some point. Oh, I'd love yeah. to. Yeah, I'd love to. I mean, I feel like, God, like every time every time we speak, I'm always like, oh God, is what I'm going to say really problematic? But like, I would happily give my 10 pence, mate. I hope. I'd like to think I'm quite evolved. Yeah, I with think all my... you are. I think, Do you yeah. Think? Okay, amazing. You haven't said anything that I would be like, okay, I think we need to just stop and think about. Red flag. Yeah, <laughs> nothing at all. I'm totally aligned with all of your views. Oh, babe, that feels like such validation. Thank you so much. So yeah, I'd love to be a guest. I'm dead excited about your podcast. I feel like for millennials, for Gen Zs, for, you're like a voice for women, you know? And I just think everything you got to say, like, I, I think you're, it's, you're, it's important. Everything you're saying is important. We need to hear it, mate. Um, thank you for being such a gorgeous guest. Um, I have one last thing. So here at 50 Patterson, the secret two, we always ask our gorgeous guests to give our lovely listeners a little pearl of wisdom. Um, and even though you've given us plenty, I'm, I feel like I'm going to be greedy and ask for one last one. Um, I found particularly interesting the stuff you said in the first half because I don't think I did. I don't think I did understand what was going on with my body, what was happening with my cycle, even like how it was affecting me, what I wanted. Like you don't even think I knew what I wanted as from a man really until I was about 30, mate. And that is criminal. If you think that's, if I'm lucky, a third of my life, that's upsetting. And I don't want that to happen to my kids or if I'm blessed to have daughters, I don't want it to happen to any young women or anything. God, me niece, that might make us cry thinking about that. So, yeah, I want to know, um, and I'm sure loads of women listening will want to know as well, what your secret is to knowing yourself as a woman. Well, obviously, first of all, know your cycle, track your hormones, yeah. really understand how deep that stuff is for you. But also know yourself separately to what is expected of you as a woman. I don't approach this world as my only role here is to be a wife and a mother because that is not what makes a woman. You are what makes a woman. Your individual personality, what you bring to this world is, is incredibly important and you don't have to be boxed into what men think you should be or what the world thinks you should be. Be who you are, love yourself, enjoy your life. Don't ever think that you have to know how to cook, clean, be good in bed uh, and be married to be worthy. That's not what being a woman is about. It is about loving yourself, loving other women, being, being whoever the fuck you need to be. Just let's remove any notions and any genders of, of how we should be and just be, be free, be liberated, enjoy life. You only get one and it's fucking short. <sighs> I love that, mate. 
Oh, so powerful, as always, Lala. Thank you so much. Good luck with the podcast. Oh, thank you. Your book's still available if people want to get that as well, Yeah, right? Sunday Times bestseller, Block, Delete, Move On. It's a dating guide. But anybody can read it. I've had lots of great feedback from married people as well and people in relationships. It's just, again, about getting to know yourself and understand uh, what you bring to dating and then being able to predict what these motherfuckers are going to bring to you and, and bat it off. It's just, it's a, a girl's Bible, is that right? Basically, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, Les. I hope you have a really great week. That was brilliant. Thank you. Well, guys, that was the incredible La La La. Let me explain. Um, that's her Instagram handle. Um, if anybody is interested in following her, I mean, I just feel like the stuff she says is so incredible, so informative, so powerful. It's also like validating for women, you know? Like, I spent years of my life feeling that there was something wrong with me, like I had to be subservient to men, like all sorts of things. And I know that might come across as mad. I was definitely a different person behind closed doors. But yeah, I feel like as I got older, I realised a lot of the stuff she's saying. And I don't know, it's it's not that it's too late. It's lovely to still have be able to have a healthy, happy relationship with her kind of me 30s. But I just wish I'd known some of the stuff she was saying in my 20s. And I kind of want more young women to be aware of their power and the fact that they've got options other than just fuck boys who won't commit, you know? So um, if you did love listening to everything Lala had to say today, don't forget her podcast is out now, I think, actually. Yeah, it's out now. And also she has the incredible book and she's a columnist in OK Mag, so she's pretty much everywhere. And as far as I'm concerned, the more platforms she's got, the better. I feel like in the last couple like weeks and months, we've had more varied guests coming to The Secret too. I hope you guys are liking the fact that we're mixing it up. I want to give um, different voices a platform. I want to talk about important things, issues that affect women. Um, and I'm sorry, lads, if there's anybody listening, I don't mean to leave you out. I just know that most of my listeners are in fact female. Um, but please let me know if you're enjoying us shaking it up or if you want to go back to more more mainstream guests like I'm happy to hear your opinions either way leave a review tell us that's the best way to get your opinion to me um and yeah you know where to do that so have a really great week everybody tell somebody about the podcast don't forget to follow us on all of the platforms instagram tiktok and I hope you have the week you deserve 